Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jance. My guest today is Lindsay Pollock. She is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and recognized expert on Next Generation Career Trends. She's also, and I have to ask her about this because I love this title, she's also a global spokesperson for LinkedIn and the author of Getting from College to Career, which has uh, actually just been completely updated. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about um, employers and business owners and you know, marketing heads of marketing departments, you know, how do you actually attract and retain and keep this group uh, happy? So, Lindsay, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, John. So, so since I said I wanted to ask you about that, what does a global spokesperson for LinkedIn do exactly? Well, I'll tell the other small business owners out there like me that I am the global spokesperson from my home office. So <laughs> <laughs> I am able to reach the world from, uh, from my desk. I do a large majority of LinkedIn's training programs. I do their LinkedIn for Job Seeker webinars and their LinkedIn for University webinars. So if you go to the website and you hear a voice, it may be mine. Um, And I also represent them at speaking engagements, like the one where you and I met in New York, and uh, media appearances, really just at the very base level, trying to get people to understand how to use LinkedIn, how it can be valuable, and to uh, use it to help them get jobs and build business. So you have written a book for uh, generate what you're calling what we're calling Generation Y and millennials that are getting out of college, have been out of college maybe a couple of years, can't find a way to stay in school any longer, and are out <laughs> there looking for jobs now. And and actually a huge huge group, and I think a group that is is obviously the next generation of employees for a lot of the folks that listen to my podcast. So I want to kind of flip it around. I know a lot of the advice you give is is to that group, and uh, I kind of want to flip it around today and have you give advice to old farts like me that you know should be hiring some of those folks. No, I'm just kidding. Anyone who should be <laughs> hiring uh, those folks is that fair? Absolutely. So so let's define just you know you can go on Wikipedia and get these definitions, but let's define what Generation Y is and what what we call millennials. I mean there are there's sort of a demographic, very tight demographic definition, isn't there? Yeah, Generation Y millennials are interchangeable terms. Um, some people use millennials for the younger cohort of Gen Y because it's a really big group. They're just a little bit bigger than the baby boomers. So our biggest generation ever, born approximately 1980 to 2000. So the oldest Gen Ys are just hitting 30, a little over 30, and the youngest are you know still in grade school. So it's a large generation. Uh, most of their parents are baby boomers, and I'm sure we'll talk about that, but they are the entrance into the workforce, and they're soon going to be the leaders, so they're really taking over that mantle from the baby boomers and moving into corporations large and small. Yeah, I'm um, soon to be 52, and I was really the tail end of the baby boomers, um, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that kind of, certainly the, the leading edge of the baby boomers are retiring. Um, Absolutely, now, hitting so. <laughs> uh, Social Security at the yeah. same time that Gen Ys are turning 30. So you have two really interesting demographic trends happening yeah. at the same time. Now, one of the things I hear all the time, and quite frankly, I have um, four that four daughters that almost fit into this definition we're talking yeah, about. So yeah. I know this group actually a little bit. Uh, but um, one of the things you hear is, uh, and, and it's kind of laughable because you hear it, Every generation, my parents said it, their parents said it, um, that, you know, this group's different. You know, they don't have the same values or work ethic or whatever, you know, topic you want to bring in. Um, and and one, I'm, this is my little 
soapbox speech here uh, before we get too far into it. And, you know, one of the things I think people often forget, people, you know, my age particularly often forget that this group is not necessarily different. They were raised differently, right? I mean, we, you know, they're more, more involved in technology that didn't exist when we did. Their parents are way more involved in uh, their lives than, that certainly my parents were involved in my, you know, everyday getting by. Um, I think a lot more is expected of this group. I, I know when, when my kids were in, in high school and, and college, you know, the expectations of what they would accomplish and what would be on their resume and what internships they would have, you know, is just absurd. Um, so with that little soapbox speech, <laughs> uh, tell, <laughs> tell me your thinking a little bit about, you know, how this group is different and what that means. Yeah, you know, there certainly is an extent of everybody says, ah, kids today, they're so entitled, they don't understand what it means to work. So there's absolutely a piece of that. But I think you really hit on it with technology and parenting. This is a generation who were raised by baby boomers. And with all due respect to your generation, baby boomers were competitive. They wanted to raise their kids to be the best. They wanted to be friends with their kids. They wanted to be cool parents. These are the people with those baby on board signs in the back of their (laughs) minivans. I mean, these were power parents. Never had one of those or a minivan. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) I'm sure there are many of your listeners who, who had both of those proudly. So yeah, the baby boomers wanted to have the best kids ever. And they raised this generation with tutors, with soccer teams, with a trophy for participating in every activity. There's a huge portion of that. Even, you know, recent immigrants to this country, you know, all across the demographic spectrum said, I want my children to have a better life than I had. I want them to go to good schools, et cetera. So you get a lot of the parental involvement, which doesn't go away. And then with technology, they simply are connected to the world. At the touch of a button, they can ask, why is the sky blue? They can connect with people all over the world, whereas I had to write letters to pen pals and wait six months for the response to come back. And I'm, I'm 37, so I'm a Gen X right in the middle of these two demographics. So I think, yes, they are just like every generation. We all think that kids should be better. But I think because of technology, the other huge piece of this is they have a knowledge, an innate knowledge of technology that their bosses or their managers may not have. And so it used to be that you assume that the entry-level kids that you brought on needed to be taught. What I think is really challenging for those of us who employ Gen Ys is to say, in some areas, they really do know more than we do in this technology stuff. And it sets up a really weird um, interaction between bosses and entry-level employees. You know, I I wonder if there's been any documented cases of of those Soccer moms and soccer dads wanting to go on interviews with their kids. Oh, how many stories do you want me to tell you? I know moms who've gone to job fairs and said, you know, Billy's over at that booth, but I'll tell you about him. Here's his resume. Parents going on interviews, parents constantly calling HR to ask why their son or daughter didn't get a job. You know, all this stuff that you just can't imagine is absolutely happening. Take our parents to work day is happening in a lot of companies where it used to be take our daughters. Parental involvement is everywhere. And I have to say, for those of you who are parents, it really doesn't help your son or daughter to have a mom or dad call um, into the company. But yeah, it's happening. And you know, the good news is everybody is involved. Everybody loves each other. 56% of Gen Y say their best friend is their parent. So you know, there are a lot of positives to it. But um, there are a lot of challenges when you know that any employee you have who's a Gen Y is probably going home and talking about work to their parents and getting real advice from them on what to do in their jobs. There, there's a lot of involvement that people don't see. You know, and, and one of the things, and again, I, this is going to get beyond what we really should be talking about today, but you know, <laughs> I, I wonder if there there still is some value to that 
I believe there is. Uh, I guess I'm talking as a parent now to, hey, you know what, you've, you've kind of got to fall on your butt a few times and, and see what that feels like <laughs> you know, because, you know, the world's sort of made I actually it. heard <laughs> at Harvard they're offering um, some extracurricular courses on failure because a lot of those kids yeah. have never failed. And one of the chapters in my book is fail. Mm. You know, I learned so much from the times I messed up. And I think if you're not allowed to do that and the first person who ever criticizes you is your boss, that puts a lot of bosses in a really tough position to have a kid who's never, ever failed. So I think it's a real issue for sure. Yeah. All right. So if I'm out there knowing that I want to find the best and the brightest from this group uh, because I, that's who I want to employ, um, are there kind of new ways to find this group? You know, I, 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 saw, the, I saw the funniest survey or, or read a story about a survey somebody had taken, a researcher had taken, and they were asking this age group and maybe actually even a little younger than this age group they were asking them how much time they spent online and they didn't know how to answer the question because there was no distinction between being off or on no it's um, like how much time do you spend breathing i right. don't know i just kind of do it right, no right. it's true it's so, true so how do you how do you how do you find the best and the brightest in this group now well obviously the internet is huge um this is also a generation who trusts their friends so the idea of recruiting through your current employees is really hot with them. So, oh, my friend John works at this company. Mm. I'm going to go and work at that same company. You know, he's going to recruit. So using your current employees to tap their social networks is a really strong way to recruit. Well, that, trust, if I can, oh, inter I want to interrupt you right yeah. there because I, I, I'd like you to elaborate on that just a little sure. bit because I see a lot of organizations that don't either don't understand that or they're actually afraid of that. Um, and, and I think that, well, LinkedIn stole my book title. No, they didn't steal the book title. <laughs> they were so so enamored with the title of my book, The Referral Engine, you know, they came up actually with this uh, this new tool that they're calling Referral Engine that I think is actually really helping companies do that, aren't they? Um, absolutely. I think using your network, and, and a lot of the Gen Ys don't necessarily know that it's networking, yeah. but they, they realize that their friends are looking for people. So, you know, companies give a lot of incentives, a bonus or any kind of structure to incent your people to recruit their friends. And, you know, people always ask me, are Gen Ys, do they all want to work from home? Absolutely not. Work is social. Mm -hmm. You know, they mm -hmm. want to work with people they know. So tapping into those networks, even fraternities and sororities, all those sort of um, extracurricular groups, if you played on the soccer team at your university, go recruit from the soccer team at your university, tapping those alumni networks. And LinkedIn makes it easy. Facebook makes it easy. Yeah. And even career services offices. You know, I think it's a myth that you have to be a huge corporation to recruit. Lots of students love to find small business opportunities through their career center. So reach out to your alma mater or a local school, and you can absolutely recruit that way as well. Well, and that's a great point for small businesses because you're right. I mean, maybe you're not going to travel, you know, the the Ivy League circuit and, and go to career fair, but uh, but but actually getting on the technology bulletin boards and whatnot that 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 every one of those universities has, you know, is a great way finding interns or full time employers. Absolutely. And I would also say don't just rely on technology. A lot of Gen Ys, when I do focus groups, say, you know, people think just because we live and breathe right. technology that we don't want that personal touch. They absolutely do. And that's what attracts them to a small business employer is knowing, wow, I'm going to get to watch the boss. I'm going to actually know the yeah. CEO. I'm going to get to go to meetings. So I think if you go to recruit at a local school, even build a relationship with the career services director and say, send me your best and brightest. You know, yeah. the kids who don't belong at the big companies send them my way. My mom had a small business in Connecticut and always used to, she's an artist, and called the art teachers and said, when you get a great kid, send that person to me. So I think, you know, building those relationships is something that not enough people do. 
Well, and you know what I think that, that what you just hit on is really true of business and, and marketing in general is that this technology is an enabler to build things <laughs> faster and deeper and, and to make things more convenient, but it's not meant to replace or to wall out so you never have to talk to people. And I think that a lot of people, whatever the process, whether it's hiring or, or marketing, uh, I think that people miss that point and, and they actually kind of build up these walls as opposed to actually bringing people in faster. Absolutely, especially with Gen Y. You think they just want to be online or just want you to text message them. They really want that personal touch, too. Well, so let's talk a little bit about um, more about expectations. Um, does this group, in your view or your experience, have kind of different expectations about what a job is and what it's going to mean and, and you know what objectives having a job or a certain type of job is going to, going to meet? Yeah, this is what's probably most different about this generation, even compared to, to me, and I'm, I'm not that much older than they are, they don't see a job as a lifetime commitment. They don't necessarily see it as a five-year commitment. Most Gen Ys I talk to look in terms of two years. Um, not all of them, but this idea that I'm going to work for you for the rest of my life is not something that they're considering when they work for you. So they love training programs. They love rotational programs. They love Teach for America because it's a two-year commitment. Um, anything that says we're going to train you, we're going to develop you, and then we're going to decide whether it's a good fit. And I know that's really scary for a small business owner who's saying, you know, I'm going to train this person and then lose them. But I think you won't get as many Gen Ys if it feels like they have to make more of a commitment than they're comfortable with. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I know my generation, when you got out, you know, you went and you studied and you got, you know, you were so thrilled to have a job. Uh, in many cases, and I don't think there was as much consideration about what's the perfect fit for me. You mm -hmm. know, it was almost like, hey, get something and you'll figure it out. <laughs> and, and I see a lot yep. more emphasis on I want to find the right thing for me. Do you, do you find that to be true? Absolutely. The number one driver for Gen Ys when it comes to employment is self-expression above mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. So you can throw all the money at it. And I see this all the time. They leave really great jobs and say, but I want to do what I really love. I right. want to do what I'm passionate about. So if you have a business that's based on your passion, they love to hear entrepreneurs talk about you know, how much they love their work. But saying, you know, for instance, we want you to contribute you know, things that you're really interested in. Tell us what it is that you like. And I know a lot of employers resist this and say, I don't care if they love it. I need them to do the job. <laughs> right. But these are kids who are close to their parents, you know, getting back to what we just talked about. They'd rather live at home in their parents' basement and not work then go to a job that they hate. So yeah. really liking their work is absolutely crucial, even if just one small part of their job allows them to express themselves or be excited. That's good enough, but the idea of just punching a clock is absolutely not something they're looking for. So does that create challenge, a challenge for the kind of maybe old-school 50-year-old manager of a department that, that you have positions to fill, you fill them with the right people, but then you need to actually maybe – uh, handle those people differently than, than we used to, I guess? Yeah. I mean, you thought that if you offered a good wage for a good job and good benefits, everybody was happy. And with this generation, you know, partly because I think they were raised to expect the world. A lot of people use the term entitled. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean to bash on them. I, I love the idea that you want to be passionate about your work. I know you're passionate about what you do. I'm passionate about what I do. Right. Um, but that this is really a top priority is something that's really confusing to a lot of people and not always a good fit. I think the trick is finding the young people who are passionate about what your company does 
and being really clear about, you know, what a job entails. And what I try to teach through my work with Gen Ys is you can be passionate and you can also work hard and you can also do some grunt work. You know, everything is not going to be super cool and exciting, but learning those skills is really important. So I think talking about the balance of being trained, learning a skill, working your way up the ladder and, you know, getting coffee for people leads to the work you're passionate about and kind of explaining how that fits. But I also think if you find a Gen Y who's passionate about what you do, you will have one of the best employees you've ever had. So it's worth finding that good match. How do you avoid? And I know some company, you know, this is this is sort of awkward, you know, for every company once they start, you know, going after, you know, <clears throat> especially small businesses. I think trying to go after a, a younger employee, you know, how do you avoid the? I'm trying to find the word, but the right way to word this politically correct. Uh, you know, coming off trying to appeal to a younger generation and, and coming off like a complete dork, right? You know, so, so, <laughs> Dorks so, are actually cool now. Geeks are in. Geeks but are you know what I mean? In. Like, oh, we need uh, – you hear it all the time. We need to get some younger people in here. Let's put up a Facebook blah, 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 you know, because yeah. that's where they are, and we'll talk, you know, hip to them. I mean, how do you avoid – that I, the obvious is pretty well they can the answer is right pretty obvious but that. yeah <laughs> well i'm sure it's no secret that your daughters are involved in your business right That's i think right. talk to the young people in your life and yeah, ask them exactly. run a focus group of young people talk to your young employees if you have any talk to your young customers talk to your young family members and say what do you think of this yeah. you know what should we be doing here and be honest about it you know i've you know the other thing is Um, A lot of smaller organizations that I've worked with try to bring in Gen Y employees in groups. I think it's really hard if you want to hire one college graduate. I think if you bring in a class of two or three of them, or if if you're thinking of hiring an intern, hire two. You know, bring in someone that they're going to be comfortable with, so at least you have a little bit more of a presence. It's very hard to be the only one. But you have a focus group of gazillions of Gen Ys out there, and they love to give their feedback. So start asking questions. I know everyone listening has at least a handful of Gen Ys in their lives. Well, and and the key, though, is you really do have to listen. I mean, and you have to encourage that and you have to ask for that. I mean, I, I, I've had a few instances where uh, you mentioned my daughter's working with me where I'll say, what do you guys think about this? And I yep. instantly they're like, are you serious? And I thought, well, I thought it was a halfway okay idea. And they're just like, that's the stupidest <laughs> thing in the world. Um, and, and I think that you have to be willing to, I mean, it's easier in my case because they have no problem telling me what they think. But I think you as an employer have to really be willing to encourage that and listen and and ask for that uh, input because it's it, it you won't always it won't always be right uh, but I think uh, there are many cases where it would be extremely valuable. You know, two thoughts on that. One is um, we we absolutely have to listen to what people say and you know be open to that kind of feedback um, and it's not easy. And I know that a lot of people say I don't want to listen to what these kids they don't know what they're talking about. Right. My response to that is this is the future of your organization. I mean, we don't, we can't just throw the Gen Ys aside and say, give us another generation of young people. These are your customers. I mean, this is the generation. Think how much baby boomers have dominated society and sales and marketing and employment. This is the new group that's going to take over. So you absolutely have to deal with them. And the second thing I'll tell you is a real learning I had. I used to brand everything Generation Y. 
and I know we're talking about them, and I use that term, but Gen Ys absolutely do not call themselves Gen mm, Y. Yeah. So I once led a workshop called Gen Y Career Strategies, and no one registered because they didn't know that it was for them. <laughs> so I use it when I'm having conversations, but you know, I would please do not take this, you know, all of our conversation and think, oh, I'm going to call it the Gen Y Employment Strategy, or you know, Gen Ys come work for me. They don't uh, use that term, and that was a big learning of mine. That's great advice. Well, you know the. Um, uh, the the other point that you made that that sometimes we we think oh, well you don't have any experience or you don't you know you haven't been around long enough to know well you know that's a tremendous point of view actually for <laughs> for a lot of things right you know because we get so entrenched in this is how we do it this is how everybody in our industry does it and then somebody comes along and says I don't get it it doesn't make any sense you know why would you do it that way and all of a sudden you go huh nobody's ever asked that question yeah um, so that that can really be a tremendous point of yeah view. So, I love the concept of co-mentoring which is you know you teach me a little and I'll teach yep. you a little they can teach you technology you can teach them you know the other things sales or marketing or whatever you're an expert at yeah so so because I know so many people learn from sort of the negative <laughs> uh, <laughs> more than the positive where do you see people just absolutely getting this wrong um, a couple things. As you said, completely never asking a Gen Y and launching a strategy yeah. and saying, oh, this is going to be cool. They're going to love this and completely failing, like um, text messaging everybody or mm-hmm. calling something a Gen Y strategy. So launching some sort of initiative without yeah. ever asking anybody um, what it's about. Um, the second thing is when you have Gen Y employees or you're talking to potential Gen Y employees is communicating the way you want to communicate as opposed to thinking about how they're going to hear the message. You know, so for instance, if you're used to having um, an annual review, that's never going to fly with Gen Ys. They want constant feedback. Hmm. So ask them, you know, how do you like to be rewarded or, or thinking that you're giving them a bonus or a reward that they don't want. They might want time off rather than more money. You know, they might want uh, a cooler smartphone as opposed to whatever it is that you gave them. They might want that more than money. So think about what they want as opposed to always thinking of things in terms of what you would want. So um, this is, you know, the, the, the reason I've really enjoyed, you know, this point of view, switching this around, is that your book, Getting from College to Career, how you advise, I think is the 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 younger generation or the folks that we've been talking about, I think actually be tremendous reading uh, for somebody who's trying to attract that audience. Um, Because I think a lot of what we've talked about, it's, you know, it's like getting inside their head a little bit (laughs) because you give such great advice to that group that I think uh, prospective employers ought to actually be reading that, uh, um, that advice or adhering to that advice as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. And the way I came up with a lot of topics, the book is is, uh, set up into 90 um, topics is I ask them, what are you most afraid of? What are you most worried about? And so you can really see what questions they asked me and wanted answers to. Mm-hmm. You know, what does it mean to have a global career? Should I settle for a job if it's not perfect? How do I decide between two opportunities? Should I follow my passion? Um, what if my parents don't like my career choice? You know, there's so many issues that I, I think are really different than what we used to deal with. I also talk a lot about technological solutions to various challenges. So, you know, how do I have 16 different versions of my resume? That's a technology issue. Yeah. You know, how do I send a thank you note? Should I email it or should I hand write it? You know, all those different issues. Um, and so I think if you hire a Gen Y, you're often going to find technological solutions to things that you never thought could be handled in that way. And it was a challenge for me to figure out, you know, that I used to say that you needed um, files 
on different companies. And literally, I meant file folders. And I had my book, talk about focus group, I had my book proofread by four Gen Ys. And every single one circled that in red marker and said, no, 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 no. Everything needs to be done through Google Docs. Yeah. So um, those are the sorts of things where you see what tools they're using might be just as valuable as seeing their perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lindsay, we are out of time. I appreciate you uh, stopping by. And uh, I think, again, as I said, getting from college to career is uh, is something that uh, everybody that's looking for and needs this young talent uh, should should absolutely be checking out. So uh, hopefully we'll bump into you again out there in, in uh, someplace you're speaking and I'm speaking. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right.